Nominate yourself or someone you know for the Startup Canada Awards today. Nominations are open for 16 unique awards, including the High Growth Entrepreneurship Award, the Innovation Award, the Indigenous Entrepreneur Award, the Social Enterprise Award, and the Startup Canada Community of the Year. Celebrate the movers and shakers of Canada's entrepreneurship and innovation community. Submit your nomination by July 20th. Nominate today at startupaward.ca. As an entrepreneur, you understand the importance of protecting your business. After all, you've worked so hard to build it. As a proud partner of Startup Canada, TrueShield Insurance understands the startup community's culture and that the insurance needs of every startup are as unique as the brilliant entrepreneurs behind them. Protect your startup with insurance starting from $29 per month. Visit trueshield.ca today. Underwritten by Northbridge General Insurance Corporation. One of the most important parts of naming your new business is finding an available website name that works. Today's episode is brought to you by .ca. Join thousands of Canadian entrepreneurs who have chosen a .ca domain name for their business. Choose your .ca domain name at cira.ca forward slash startup today. Disruption, investment, work-life balance. Delving deep on the topics that matter most for entrepreneurs. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Startup Canada Podcast Show. I'm your host, Rivers Corbett. The Startup Canada Podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the rallying network uniting Canada's entrepreneurship community. And on this podcast, we connect you, the idea person, the startup founder, the creative thinker with the movers and shakers of Canadian entrepreneurship. Here on the show is where we fill you in on trends and opportunities and possibilities for your next step as an entrepreneur and where we have conversations about advancing entrepreneurial growth and success in Canada. Today's episode is brought to you by Intuit QuickBooks, your partner in building a financially fit and fundable business. Get 50% off, that's right, 50% off QuickBooks online today by visiting intuit.quickbooks.ca forward slash start right. Do any of our new listeners remember to subscribe to the Startup Canada podcast in the iTunes store, then visit startupcan.ca to join the network to connect to support, mentors, training, funding, space, and to your local startup community. I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just thrilled to have as my guest today, Mike Ivashuv. He's the founder and CEO of Booked In, an online appointment scheduling software that can be built right into social media channels like Facebook. Today's podcast will hone in on work-life balance for entrepreneurs. Mike used to be one of those guys that 60 to 80 work weeks were kind of a requirement. That's what he thought for success. But after having children six years, 
years ago, you realize that this is not the case. And a lot of entrepreneurs, including myself, have got kids, and and it really is a lot more about that work-life balance. And today, Mike says that he actually has more responsibilities than ever, but only works about 35 hours a week. And he's one of those guys that leaves his cell phone at the office. <laughs> During his nearly 20 years as a web entrepreneur and software consultant, he has successfully founded two startups and developed several enterprise software applications for various international clients. He's currently the principal consultant for Coldwind Software and has been awarded the Microsoft Business Intelligence Solution of the Year Awards through the Microsoft Certified Partner Awards. Wow. Mike, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Great on. Well, you have been quoted as saying small business owners want to spend more time with their clients, not trying to build a website, doing web marketing, or setting up complex payment systems. You did say that, according to the script anyway. So I <laughs> presume that that's somewhere along that. There's some insp- the inspiration for Booked In. Can you, can you give us the backstory on that? Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good uh, lead in, and I mean, I say a lot of things, so I'm sure I said that at some point. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, you know, honestly, it's uh, it was it, it it was out of my own personal frustrations as a consumer. Um, you know, I won't uh, I won't tell you the the amount of times where you know I would go, of, uh, you know, getting a massage appointment or going to the dentist or whatever, and. It just always seems so painful, the whole management and negotiation of that time and appointment, you know, when you really think about it, um, just, just getting the right time is, is usually a pain because you got a call and their receptionists are, you know, put you on hold or, you know, they're only there between nine and five and you're busy cause you're working. Um, you know, and then when you do schedule and heaven forbid, you got to reschedule or cancel or, you know, and it just goes on and on and, and, you know, and then you forget, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, unless you put it in your calendar, you know, you forget and heaven forbid, they send you a calendar reminder. Nobody does that because you know it's it's uh we're we're in the medieval times right so (laughs) you know it's crazy like we can you know move planets with our cell phones nowadays um but we can't do something as simple as 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 you know manage um appointments for call for services that everybody consumes daily yeah and you were actually late a half an hour for the start this show weren't you yeah (laughs) Yeah. there you go I'm trying to save myself. Um, Just kidding, folks. He yeah. was on time. He was on time. Uh, no, yeah, I am a lot. It drives my wife absolutely bonkers, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to get better. Um, and, and, you know, the other part of it was, you know, I had friends who had started small service-based businesses, and I watched them struggle with, you know, they started, they were excited. It was great. They focused on getting customers, building a customer base and, and doing the, the, the work that they loved. But sure, sure enough, slowly that melded into frustrations of running a business and having to make sure they always have their phone with them so they don't miss calls from clients and all that. So, you know, and, and slowly I see them kind of lose the love for their business and mm. it just, you know, uh, so I think that's unfortunate and, unnecessary um and and the current solutions out there and um i think are still uh don't really nail it and we're trying to nail it um we're trying to really be that bridge 
So, so talk to me about the uh, the software. What makes it unique and and advantageous? And uh, and let's get into a little self promotion here. Tell us uh, once you've done that, how people can find Booked In. Yeah. So I mean, Booked In. Um, uh, you know, our our the ad- advantages really is our are two what I call a two-click booking for clients. So we've really tried right out of the gate, um, you know, to make sure that for our clients who are small businesses, that it's easy to use this thing for their clients. Um, and, and you know, where I saw a lot of the competitors, they still take you through some wizard-driven process to, to you know, eventually... Uh, spit out a couple of appointment times that you may not like, and then you got to go back five clicks to start over again. You know, it's just, it's not a good experience and people will just simply call. No one's going to sit there trying to do a simple thing like book an appointment on a web page If it takes them 15 minutes and pulling their hair mm. when they just make a phone call. Right. So, um, so that was really important. I feel uh, we do that better than anyone else. Um, we we have payments integrated, so our businesses can take deposits um, or full payments for the services when their customers book, which is huge for for you know reducing no shows and and uh, fake appointment bookings and all that, which happen a lot even mm. over the phone, right? Not just online. Um, and, and integrations, it's very easy to, you know, if you have a website, you have a Facebook page, uh, we have many ways to integrate online booking into those existing uh, online presences that you may have. And we have a flexible pricing model as well that, um, allows you to kind of start small and, uh, and grow. So, yeah, very cool. Very cool. And I'm looking at bookedin.com. That's the place where, uh, where we can, where the, where the magic all starts to happen. So, so. Is there such a thing as a as a work life balance? I mean, I actually I kind of hate that question to be honest with you, it's, because Richard Branson said it right. It's it's not work, it's not play, it's life, and um, and so I, I think that's what you're ultimately referring to, or we're referring to when I ask that question. Is there such a thing that you can have a life as an entrepreneur? You know what? We're so that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, even even your description there, because uh, when I was preparing for these questions, I actually wrote down the first thing I wrote down when I saw that question was work life balance um, is I, I think is an old outdated concept. Really. <laughs> it's 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 from the kind of from the industrial revolution days, right? Like um, it, it it kind of implies that there's like that there's like one part of your life that you enjoy and the other one that you don't (laughs) and it's like that's just a given that's how it is and so you know how do you balance the part that you love Love enjoy and the part that you don't and i think that's total bs that's not what today's life is um you know today our work and personal lives are meshed together i think i think on for the most part that's fantastic um that does bring new challenges people have to learn how to how to deal with that but it's it's, it's great. And I think it is more about focusing on how to enjoy your whole day of being alive, you know, from waking to day and not just half of it. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for lack of a better term, I, I think there is definitely such a thing as work-life balance. Um, and, but, but yeah, it's, it's more about 
just enjoying life in general. Okay, Mike. So you've got your your day in front of you. Um, we talked about work life being kind of a fallacy, old news type of stuff. Uh, it's about life. And so you've gone from, from uh, 80 hours a week down to 35. That's fantastic. I'm a big fan of the four-hour work week model myself. Uh, how's, what, what's your 24 hours look like typically uh, in a day? Uh, you know what, um, I've, I've got a pretty, uh, like fairly ingrained ritual. Um, I would say nowadays, and, and for me, it's been ever since having kids, it's, it's, uh, just ha- having structure and, and I hate structure. I kind of like to, uh, you know, go with the flow and, and, you know, uh, but, uh, I find that when life gets really busy, um, structure really helps to keep your days enjoyable and not chaotic. Um, so yeah, it's structure and really just trying to maintain a discipline about that and, and, and mindfulness. I'm, I'm really big into the, uh, the whole mindfulness and meditation, uh, thing. So I, I use that. Um, so yeah, I mean, my rituals, my ritual pretty much is, you know, I wake up, uh, I, I big thing for me is to have breakfast, um, right away. Uh, even if it's something small, right on. um, you know, I, I try to spend 15, 30 minutes with my kids in the mornings. How um, many kids do you have? Two. Right and on. What are their and, names? Uh, Aveline and Emerson. I love it. Love a unique yeah. name for a child. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. High energy cool. and, and, oh, uh, of course, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're crazy. Um, and, and I mean, I love them to pieces. So, of course. you know, I, I, I really try to maximize my time with them. Um, so yeah, I try to do a little bit with them in the mornings and then, uh, I, 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 t- I exercise first thing before I start my work day, um, almost, almost every day. Um, uh, so, and that, I keep that very loose, you know, some days I'll just pop my shoes on, go for a run. Some days I'll, you know, if I have time, I'll go to the gym. Um, I'll do yoga. I'll, uh, you know, I have these seven minute workouts now that I have on my, my iPhone or my, my wife's iPhone. Uh, so I'll do those sometimes. And, and, um, so that's important. And then uh, I usually eat right after that. And finally I get to work. Yeah, there <laughs> so. we go. There we go. And work kind of kicks in from there. And do, when you exercise, by the way, do you do it like an hour or is it really about seven, 10 minutes every day? You know what? It's, I really don't probably do, I keep it short, but mm-hmm. often. So that for me, it's about consistency and yeah, doing love it. Some, something every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was in my twenties, you know, you could afford the one and a half hour workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays it's, so yeah. So just having flexibility there, you know, like sometimes I've only got 10 minutes. Uh, I also take the bus. I'm a big, uh, non-commuter, uh, guy like as well. So, you know, if I, my bus is coming in 15 minutes, I'll just drop and do push-ups if that's all I have time for while I'm waiting for the bus, you know, at home before I run out. So it, it's really just whatever you can fit in that day. Do your kids look at you and say, what are you doing, daddy, when this has all happened? Or it's just become part of their life no, and they get down there and do it with you? It's That's exactly it. You know, yeah. I just kind of do it right in front of them, always have been, and they just start joining in. Half the time, my daughter will do my seven-minute workouts with me. Uh, my son will 
do that as well. Sometimes, you know, they'll climb all over me while I'm doing it, and, you know, <laughs> but that, and that's a huge thing, right? Like I'm yeah. teaching them too, that, you know, this is part of daddy's life and, and it's important. And, and hopefully that will be something they can take away into their adult life. So. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that it will. I, um, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that myself. And I, I'm, uh, we were talking earlier about Richard Branson and the other thing uh, that he said when he was once asked, he said, what's the best thing you can do for your business and and whenever i ask this in front of kids in classes they never get the answer ever 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 adults never get the answer but he said look after your health he says that's the best thing you can you do know what i completely agree i gotta read more about richard branson <laughs> you know he, he's a great he's a great obviously from his from his business perspective he's a great uh, great person and he's got some great uh, approaches to life and uh sorry to life uh but he's a, he's not a good speaker in front of a crowd i don't know if you ever heard him speak but really? he's, yeah it's just he was a big disappointment when i saw him speak <laughs> so, wow yeah you know mr risky mr virgin and uh it was boring so anyway but he's uh He's a smart guy, and yeah, you should uh, read some stuff. Um, you leave your uh, you leave your cell phone at at, at the office, which is uh, it was cool, uh, and that kind of extends to my next question. You go on vacation, do you leave your cell phone at uh, in your office when you go on vacation? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm big on unplugging. I I, I think most people. N- you know, are challenged by it nowadays, Uh, you know, back in the old days. And when I say old days, it's 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't, you know, you walked, the the front door of your home was a barrier. Um, You would walk in and it was just this natural unplugging from the world when you walked into the home. Um, I mean, sure, there was radio and TV and, you know, all that. But generally, you're, you know, you, you just but now with communication, Internet, cell phones, mobile phones, that that barrier is gone. Um, so now you have to be mindful of that. Right. So right. you have to physically impose that on your on your day. Uh, and, and I think that I mean, you know, the whole thing about health, I absolutely agree. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about health. If you. If you don't have it, you, you, you'll make bad decisions. You'll piss people off. You'll, you'll, you know, everything just tumbles if you don't have health. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not just about, you know, when we talk about health, like, oh, you know, avoiding cancer or something. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the extreme, but it, it's about feeling healthy every mm-hmm. day, having energy, right. It's, it's, it's everything. Um, yeah. So, so unplugging is, is so critical and vacations are so critical to take, um, to, to, you know, not reconnect. It's kind of a buzzword, um, but, you know, to strengthen your personal relationships with your spouse, your kids or whoever, your friends, but also they give you clarity. I find whenever I go away on vacation, I always come back with clarity about things that I was kind of maybe struggling with, uh, work life uh, at work. Um, uh, and, and yeah, just, uh, just relaxation. I bet you you're that guy at the party, <laughs> Mike, that all the women say, why can't my husband be like you? 
<laughs> and that pisses off all your friends too. It's like, no, you can invite Mike's wife to the party, but he's not coming to the party. <laughs> Until they find out I'm full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just this persona that yeah. you play. <laughs> I don't actually work. I work like 110 hours a week. Yeah, um, yeah and you wear a girdle too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, look, um, um, talk to me about some, uh, I mean, uh, productivity. Uh, time efficiency, uh, uh, leisure, wonderness, and so on is all great. Uh, but what are some some technology apps or hacks that uh, that you use that uh, that you would say to the audience here? We got a national audience. You say, man, you got to check out these these couple apps or hacks that uh, I think are, are are pretty worthwhile for most people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I do use quite a few, um, but nothing terribly, uh, complicated. I use, remember the milk. Um, I've been using it for ages, uh, as a task manager. Um, you know, there's a lot of task managers out there. I find that one's very flexible, allows me to share tasks and me, my wife and I actually share now tasks cool. so that we don't forget stuff. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Google calendar as well. My wife and I shared learned how to share calendars quite a while ago before we had our first. And that's been really cool. She's actually starting her own small business as well now. So, nice. you know, life's just getting busier and busier and, and having, you know, that in her, in her, in her life just makes it easy. takes the frustrations out of, you know, what are we doing on Thursday night? Mm. Wow. What's happening this weekend? You know, you can, um, yeah, I, you know, uh, you, you sounded like your wife there, by the way, Mike, when you said that. You no, know, that's usually me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, combined calendars, sorry. Yeah, calendars. And, you know, at work, it's it's communication, online meeting tools. Um, you know, we use GoToMeeting. Uh, we've been using Hangouts um, a fair bit. We're kind of married to the Google world a little bit. Um, so just having good tools, having everybody know how to use them, um, you know, is 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 pretty critical. And then we use uh, some Agile tools as well. We're big Agile uh, fans. So. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah. Cool. So, so we've we've talked about uh, a lot about you. Uh, we've talked about uh, your home. Uh, talk to me about how the culture is at at your office, and uh, it's because I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, we laugh about. Well, well, actually, I'm a workaholic and so on. But you must take uh, a lot of these uh, thought processes and principles in your life and extend them into the, the work environment. Yeah, I you know I I try. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I try to, but I guess, you know, I, I don't think cultures can be manufactured. I think they just kind of happen, but I think what you can do, um, is recognize what your culture is and then try to kind of maintain it sort of consistent. Um, so for us, it's kind of like, and, and I've always felt, and when I was a consultant, uh, and, and well, in my consulting life of, you know, 15 years, I've seen this consistent in many, many very large enterprise companies. Cultures are, are typically always depict the top echelon of the company or the owner, mm. right? So, uh, you know, you, you start the whole thing and you end up, you know, you hire, you bring in people that are like you and that share in your culture and stuff like that. So, uh, for us, um, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of what I believe is good for, 
long-term success. Um, we're, I'm big on, we're big on enforcing no distractions during our days. So we kind of have an understanding that unless, unless something is critical to your current day's work, um, don't bother the rest of the team. Don't send emails because you had this great idea, yada, yada, yada. Say we have weekly team meetings that we have an agenda for that everybody can see and share. And if you have a brain fart or a great idea, put it on there. We'll discuss it. Mm. But don't send emails. Emails are, as I'm sure you and many people know, they're, they're monstrous time suck like Uh wasters you know the best example is you send out one email and it takes you let's say 15 minutes to type it up um or or whatever half hour um and you send it out to four people well each one of them first of all gets interrupted if they're monitoring their emails constantly gets interrupted from what they're doing they read it that's so it's four times whatever 15 then they're thinking about it then they reply and each reply is like four times a half hour so it's like when you add it all up one email can cost you an entire day easily of in man hours so and 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 a lot of times it's frivolous, right? So yes. you, you have these long chains and you debate, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, uh, forget about it, you know, or it becomes unimportant. So it's just such a, so we, you know, we have, it's by by kind of having that in, in our work culture, uh, not only do we avoid distracting each other, but we also avoid having uh, frivolous conversations that really have no value. Um. I, I'm big on, I, I let my employees choose where, when and where they want to work. Um, you know, I, I, I like to just hire responsible people. Uh, I don't like to dictate that they have to spend a certain amount of time at the office or, you know, if they want to work at home, if they feel that's more productive for them, that's great. Um, on the flip side of that, you have to have ways to monitor uh, their productivity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you don't have a handle or a good feel for that, um, then, then you, uh, it's tough to do that because, um, You'll always be wondering, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that so. would be part of the uh, the weekly uh, the weekly meetings too. Would be able to it'd be part of that monitoring. Wouldn't be all of it, but it would be part of that. I would presume. Yeah, we use tools. We pretty much track everything that we're doing constantly, so I can go and view and see whatever anybody's working on at any given time. We have daily check-in meetings with our technical teams that are very short, but you know, check-ins so people just say what what they're working on for the day and stuff. So, you know, it's kind of like there's accountability or if you want to call it that kind of built into the process. So I think if you have all of that, you know, uh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So it's, uh, well, I got to tell you what I envision you telling me that is uh, obviously great productivity, um, but a very quiet workplace because, Stop distracting me. You're distracting me. (laughs) You're pissing me off. You're talking to me. So there's got to be fun tied in there somehow. There's no, there's no fun. (laughs) There's no fun. (laughs) So you're the one, you're the one that doesn't have it. I knew there was one guest on my show. Somebody said, you'd never want to work for that guy. (laughs) I'm the guy. (laughs) He is the Mr. No fun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, we, we communicate, you know, we do communicate on a daily basis um, and, and we do have the odd kind of social outing, although 
although not terribly much. Our teams are quite remote and we live in different parts of the country. So <laughs> it's a little hard to get <laughs> together for a drink. Um, you know, and I'm not springing for a corporate jet just yet. So, <laughs> right on. <laughs> but you try to incorporate that in there. Well, you know, I thought it was interesting. You, um, you talked about the the productivity side. I remember when I was uh, I started my career. I I uh, worked. For, I got a great job at the phone company, and the and the and, and I was graduating from university at the end of the week of my first week. And I so I went into work for an hour early every day, and and I went to my boss on the Friday. I was about to leave at noon. I said I worked here for X. I worked here an extra hour every day for uh, for four days. So do you mind if I leave it now at one o'clock instead of five o'clock? And he looked at me, he says, no, you can't leave. And I was, what? And he said, Rivers, he says, yes, you can leave. He said, I, I hired you to do a job, not put in time. And <laughs> it stuck with me forever, that lesson. And you're just reinforcing that message. So for people that are hiring people, it's not about where are they, it's what are they doing. That's the key part of it. So... So and the- and it, yeah, and I mean, totally agree. And I think if you struggle with that, um, then you really should be taking a look at how and what you're tasking people to right. do, because right. that's probably where the problem is, not that well, you know, I can't have them work remote because they'll just surf Facebook all day. Right. Like, well, what stops them from doing that here mm. at the office? You know, mm-hmm. like, are you giving them enough work? You know, yeah, yeah, you know. exactly. Exactly. So, anyway. Well, Mike, uh, we've had a great conversation of many, many very cool things. And I want to leave the last word with you to give to our audience today. Are there any, any, um, any words that you think that uh, of wisdom of observation experience, whatever that uh, you think that, that the audience should know about based on your experiences? You know what? Um, don't focus so much on success or the traditional definition of that, um, which really people translate into financial success. Um, I think focus on uh, happiness and fulfillment uh, of of your whole day. Try to maximize, you know, your 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 day, and and everything else will fall out from that. You'll you'll find you'll achieve, you know, all of the successes and beyond. Um, by focusing on that other thing. Um, and that's kind of what it's all about at the end of the day. I mean, I, I had, you know, I heard a great quote a long time ago is nobody wants to be the the rich guy in the cemetery. Right. Mm. Um, but you know, even though saying that a lot of people will still, yeah, drive towards that. So I, I think it's just, we make a world a better place by focusing on making, you know, our lives, including our work, uh, joyful and fulfilling. Um, and, and yeah, I think more simply, uh, it's, it's for me, it's all about how you start your day. If I start my day crappy, um, if I, I feel like I'm behind all day and frustrated and so have a good routine to start your day and get all the stuff that you need to start your day. Right. And then, and then unplug when you get home. Have a time, a portion of time that you unplug, spend with your time. And if you really got to work, then, you know, schedule that and do it kind of after you're, you're done unplugging. But, uh, yeah. Great advice, man. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike is the founder and CEO of Booked In. We've been talking to him about not work-life balance. We've been talking to him about life. 
And that has been a cool conversation, my friend. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today on the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly program dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every Canadian. Want access to even more amazing entrepreneur content? Well, then make sure you check out startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like the popular online training events, startup chats, and startup school. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash events for more details. And my name is Rivers Corbett. I'm your host. As always, I invite you to follow me on Twitter at Rivers Corbett. I do the same thing with conveying all kinds of cool ideas and uh, conversations with entrepreneurs around the planet to help you guys have super success. And also, I'm pleased to introduce my newest business venture, Coaching by Rockstars. That's www.coachingbyrockstars.com, where I am building an amazing team of business coaches to help entrepreneurs around the planet. If you've got an interest in that, come and check us out. Until next week, I'm Rivers Corbett, leaving you now with a sneak peek of next week's episode. You know, that uh, that cash is king kind of mentality and just, where, how did you finance the beginning and in, in, in the growth of Brain Station? Yeah, yeah. Uh... I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty gritty. Uh, (laughs) Great word. Some some weeks it was all about can we afford groceries and rent. Um, I mean, all of us have our own kind of like individual stories. But I I had just come from backpacking and before that was living in the student ghetto, so I wasn't accustomed to like a cushy home or condo life or anything like that. So I was okay with living in my friend's den for two years while we got Brain Station going. So we bootstrapped the business. Uh, Initially, it was a mix of um, personal financing, then had to dig into some family relationships and, mm-hmm. and get some financing and bridge loans through them. Uh, when that ran out, uh, it then ended up being a line of credit. And then when that ran out, it ended up being actually on my credit card. So pretty stressful, but um, I've talked to tons of entrepreneurs at this point that have even crazier stories and had to dig way deeper than we actually did. And I, I think our strategy of, of minimally entering a market uh, has kind of led to our success. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's funny how many other stories are exactly like ours, but we think that we're the only ones that go through this scenario. It's just crazy for sure. I remember there was a guy over in Prince Edward Island. I heard his story. It's not a tech company, but, uh, you know, he's talking about borrowing money on his Canadian tire card to make payroll. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you hear credit cards, you hear credit lines, but you never hear the Canadian tire card. (laughs) 